Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It podcast. This is your host, Allison Cruz, and today's topic will be discussing what DACA really is. Before I get started, I do want to thank all of you guys for the love and support. I really do appreciate it. And if you're new here, hello, welcome. My name is Allison, and this podcast is titled Let's Talk About It because I want this to be a platform where you and I just simply talk about things and have that opportunity to discuss things that maybe some people are not as comfortable talking about. The reason on this podcast being titled I Am A Dreamer is because a lot of times us DACA people get referred to as dreamers. Um, To give you guys a little bit more of a background, DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Um, This was a law that was passed in June 15, 2012. Um, Pretty much the Homeland Security announced that certain people who have um, came to the U.S. as children may, if they meet some criteria, can be authorized to go to school and pretty much work here um, with the renewal having to do every two years, which is honestly pretty cool. Um, That's more of what DACA is to me personally. What DACA means is it's a great opportunity for people like myself who didn't really have a choice to come to the U.S. because we were so young. Um, It was mainly a parents or guardian type of decision for us and we have a wonderful opportunity to be able to go to school and get education and get a job and pretty much further ourselves and live a somewhat normal life as other people which honestly I'm beyond thankful for. Um, For myself when DACA was approved I was 14 years old so I was like right before the criteria. Um, There is some certain things that you need to Um, be under in order to apply for DACA. Uh, The biggest thing is that you did have to be under 31 years of age, obviously, um, before June 15th, 2012, which is when it was passed. Um, You had to come to the U.S. before you reached your 16th birthday. Um, You did have to continuously um, be a resident of the United States from June uh, 15th, 2007 up to the present time. So I luckily had just made the cut because um, I believe I came to the U.S. when I was um, in, I think it was the year 2006, so I was like barely making the line. Um, You were having to physically be present in the United States, um, as I mentioned, from June 15, 2012, and so on. You also had to have no lawful status on June 15, 2012. Um, You currently had to be in school or recently graduated obtain some sort of certificate of completion of high school, like a GED um, certificate, or have been honorably discharged veteran um, from some sort of army or anything in that aspect. Um, And then the other biggest thing would be you couldn't have any felonies, so you obviously couldn't be in trouble with the law. Um, Some misdemeanors or pretty much anything including yourself getting in trouble with the law could affect you applying for DACA and getting it. Um, Luckily myself, I didn't obviously have to struggle with that, which is awesome. Um, When I applied for DACA, it was a really long process. Honestly, um, I had to apply for forgiveness and I had to write a letter um, pretty much stating why I deserve DACA. Um, It was a while ago, but I do remember that the main thing that I put for why I deserve to become a DACA student or member, you could say, was because I wanted to better my life, better my family's life. I have always wanted to be able to graduate high school and do something else and not work. 
at a job where I might not be as happy. Um, I am the first one to graduate from my immediate family from high school, which was awesome. Um, so me being able to apply for DACA and when I was able to get it, um, I was extremely happy um, with DACA, as I mentioned. Um, you do have to renew it every two years, which honestly isn't too bad. Um, there is a fee that you need to pay. It's not a lot, but it is a good amount. All you pretty much do is they'll send you papers through their mail and it, they let you know like, hey, it's time to renew your DACA. You fill it out. It's always the same paper and the same information that you add. So I always keep a copy of the first one that I filled out so that I make sure that everything's exactly as it previously was. And then you submit that and you get a letter back that lets you know you need to go and get your fingerprints again so that you do have to get your fingerprints every two years, which is kind of annoying because I hate going there. It takes forever, but um, you get your fingerprints done and then you get a little um, work authorization card. So after you uh, do all the process and everything, you do have to wait for the approval. Once you get the approval, it's pretty cool. Uh, as I mentioned, you do renew it every two years, uh, which isn't too bad. And after that, you pretty much can go to school, you can get a job, you can pretty much do most things that U.S. citizens can do, which is pretty awesome. Um, there obviously is some restrictions. Um, the biggest thing is that you can't travel out of the U.S., so you do have to stay in the U.S. Um, that part for me really sucks because obviously, as I mentioned in my previous podcast, Mexico is my number one home. Um, obviously, the U.S. here in Washington specifically is my home, but Mexico will always have a really special um, place in my heart. But I obviously would love to be able to go and visit my family and just spend time over there because I do miss it. Um, I was really young when I came, but I still remember certain parts like going to the beach and getting my hair braided, uh, going to the parks, going to festivals, which was really awesome. But um, I know there'll be a time where I'll be able to go again and I'll be really happy. Um, there are certain things that you can't do with DACA. Um, you can't vote, which is kind of a given um, because you're not an actual citizen. You're just allowed to be here and you're allowed to work and go to school. Another thing that kind of sucks about it is that it can be revoked. Um, I somewhat agree with this because people like myself who don't really get in trouble at all by the law, like obviously I don't drink and drive. I don't do things I'm not supposed to be doing. Um, it can be revoked if obviously I get into legal trouble. So in that aspect, I'm okay with it because if you're drinking and driving or doing things you're not supposed to be doing and you have DACA, like why would you want to risk it, you know, and do things that you know you're not supposed to be doing? Um, but for people like myself, um, not too long ago, our president was talking about possibly revoking DACA for everyone and removing it, uh, which really sucked because they did put me in a really bad situation and in a bad mental place uh, because obviously I started thinking like, oh my goodness, if this actually happens and I lose DACA, like what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to work. Um, I'm not going to be able to further my education because you need uh, social security in order to do all of these things. And I honestly was really scared, but luckily nothing happened. Um, 
which I am super thankful for, kind of something that goes in play with that is in order for myself to become a U.S. citizen, I do have to get married with somebody that is born here. Um, That's a little bit of another reason why it kind of sucks at times, because in order for myself to ever be able to live a more normal life, I guess you can say, I would have to get married um, and obviously apply for citizenship and all of that hot mess as well. Um, obviously, I do plan to get married at some point and we'll have to go through that process and I'll obviously talk about it and see um, how it really goes. Um, the biggest pros I would say with DACA, obviously, is that you're able to work, which I'm super thankful for. I've been working since I was 15. So as soon as I was able to get my DACA, I started working. Um, my first job was at Chuck E. Cheese, which was super fun. Uh, but I've always been a very hard worker and I've always liked to earn my own money. I was still in high school when I was able to get DACA, um, which was really cool because I did have a couple of years to really think about my future and really discuss with my parents and people that I'm close to about what my next steps were going to be. Um, I did decide to obviously go to school after I graduated high school because I want to make my parents proud that's something that has always been very important to me and why I'm so thankful that I have that guy because I was able to graduate high school with that motive of hey I can go to school here in the U.S. and I can do something with my life and show my parents that them coming to the U.S. was a great idea and a good option for myself because I'm successful in life Um, I did decide to go to technical school, which was a little bit of a hard situation because I really wanted to go to actual college, but I knew that going to technical school was going to be the best route for myself and for financial reasons as well. Um, So I did go to technical school. I will have a different episode that kind of talks about what school I went to and the programs that I did and what I currently do because I honestly do absolutely love my job and I couldn't be at a better place. I love the people that I work with and my boss is honestly great. Um, But with DACA, as I mentioned, I'm super thankful and blessed that I was able to get this opportunity in order to further my education and um, better myself and better my life and everything. Um, Being a dreamer at times was scary in a way because I used to be a little more scared about opening up about not being a citizen and having this work slash school um, authorization. But through the years, I became more comfortable with letting people know that I am a dreamer and I'm proud of it. And not everyone who comes to the U.S. illegally is bad and is only here to do bad things. Um, in my family, we're awesome. You know, we don't really do things that we're not supposed to do. And um, I oftentimes do have conversations with people who may not be as open to it. And I love seeing their face expressions and what they think when I talk to them about it. Um, I had a scenario where I was talking to somebody who didn't have the same beliefs about certain things that I do and me opening up to them and telling them like oh well I'm actually a DACA student like I'm not here well I am here legally now but I wasn't here legally at a point and they were super shocked and they're like whoa like you just carry yourself so different and I kind of shocked me honestly that they said that but I was like yes because not everyone is bad there's obviously bad people here and 
they don't necessarily have to be here illegally. Um, but there is also good people, including, I like to say myself and my family and people who I surround myself with, um, who come here for a better life and have that dream of the American life. Um, I obviously will always be strong to my roots of being Mexican. I'm never, ever going to shut that and be ashamed of it because I am a dreamer and I'm proud of it. Um, I love talking to people about it and showing them a little bit and telling them what it really is like and what you have to go through and everything um, in hopes that it changes their mind about certain things. And you never know because changing somebody's perspective on a certain thing can change many people's perspective. And I hope that that's what I'm doing with this podcast and this certain episode. If you didn't really know much about DACA or had questions about what it's like being a DACA student or a DACA grad. To sum it all up a little bit better, um, I am beyond thankful that I was able to get the opportunity to become a DACA, um, a dreamer in this case, and to be able to live a little bit more of a normal life. I know that if I would have stayed in Mexico, I may not have um, grown as much as I have grown being here in the U.S. Um, Being a dreamer does kind of carve you a certain way because you do tend to worry maybe a little bit more um you think about things a little bit better before you do them because you know that it can impact and affect your life drastically in a way and you kind of grow up being a little bit stronger I want to say because you are going to face people who are going to talk bad and you're going to face people who are not okay with it and may say some things that you're that can upset you, honestly, because I have gone through it. I'm pretty sure many of you guys listening, even if you're not a DACA member, but you are different, you will get some sort of backlash. And honestly, at this point in my life, I am okay with getting backlash and having people question my beliefs or why I'm here because I love my responses to them. I love telling them, why I'm here and why it's okay for people like me to be here and live a normal life just like they do. Um, But yeah, honestly, that guy's great. I'm beyond thankful, as I mentioned. I know this podcast was a little bit different because I was maybe mumbling a little bit and talking a little bit different than my first one. Uh, My first episode was a little more scripted. This one was more free. Um, I didn't really want to write a script for this certain episode because I wanted to just kind of talk and speak what's on my mind. If you ever have any questions about DACA and want to talk to me about it, let me know. Like, just hit me up. I'm more than happy to talk about it with you because it is something that I honestly love discussing with people. Um, This has been the end of I Am A Dreamer episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you like it and you share with all of your friends. Uh, The next episode, we'll be talking a little bit more about what school I went to and the route I went through um, in order to be where I'm at right now. Um, As I mentioned, I will be posting every two weeks. And if you ever have any topics that you want me to talk about, hit me up and just let me know. Um, This has been Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Allison Cruz. Allison Cruz.